Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Flirt Nowitzki, a.k.a. Russell Flexbrook. And to my left is my wonderful and gracious co-host, as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. Toximus Prime, a.k.a. Queen of the Vile, a.k.a. Skip Gotta Bay. It don't work. It don't. It don't work. It don't work. If you got a base, only wait, skip wait, wait, wait. Let me try it over. <coughs> Gabrielle Sidibe. <laughs> we're gonna get it together. We're gonna figure it we're, out. We're gonna we're gonna go back to the drawing board. Here. We are. We're gonna figure this out. <laughs> gonna figure I'm gonna incorporate this head ass shit into the intro somehow. AKA that little baby who's finally fucking listening. Brian. For now. Okay. Let me get into my weekend real quick. Okay. Yes. Um. So. Did you know that 71 North extends past Columbus? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you know? I, I think I think 71 North actually heads into 77 North. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. It does. And it goes to a little town called Cleveland. I was in Cleveland this weekend. Right. Being a head ass. I was. Okay. Um, I got to see my bros, too, which was great. Um, but yeah, I went to Cleveland to go see my boyfriend. And me and that nigga argued, not the entire time, but like out of the, like. If you had to put a percentage on it, what would you put? Like maybe like 45%. Okay. What were these arguments about? Y'all, I'm really a brat. <laughs> Pretends to be shocked. <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, all your friends are like. You just now figured You're just now getting here. So, all right. I was hanging. He had to work on Saturday. So he gets off Saturday afternoon. And um, I met up with my brothers to have lunch while he was at work. And, I, and of course, um, met up. We got drunk as fuck. Then he met up with us at the brewery. Got me drunk as fuck. And I'm like, I'm going to play with that dick in the car. I am. Now, the Future Shot podcast does not encourage reckless driving due to said foreplay in car. So. You got to be real careful with like early afternoon drunk because especially, yeah, you got to be real careful with early afternoon drunk because it could turn from I'm going to do all this nasty shit to you in the car to I'm asleep. In said car. <laughs> so let me get there. Very right? quickly. So again, I'm drunk. I'm drunk in the car. I'm leaning over the passenger seat. I'm all in his face. And he's like, sit down and put your seatbelt on. Because mm-hmm. your your nigga is a responsible one. He is. Somebody needed to be the adult in this relationship. It and wasn't we- gonna be me. <laughs> so I'm not the adult in a lot of my relationships, okay? So he was like, Alex, please sit down, hun. Like, because if something happens, like, I'm going to feel bad. Like, I need to make sure you get home to one piece. Like, you have a son. Like, we got to make sure that you're safe. My drunk ass wasn't trying to hear it. Because how dare he? How dare he make sure that you're, you're okay? It turned into, 
wow. So you're just rejecting my advance. I took it there. I did. My drunk ass took it there. Two, five minutes later, he was like, Alex, pulls over. Alex, put your seatbelt on. I'm not moving this car until you put your seatbelt on. I took this as a personal challenge. Like, why? But why? Because I was drunk and I'll get really, like, I'm stubborn anyway, but like, intoxicated Alex is extremely fucking stubborn like i like no like i wasn't there so he and, leaned, and i'm frustrated leans over clicks my seatbelt on don't tell me you do what i think you do nope i didn't i fell asleep i, was, I got tired i was like a fucking three-year-old i got tired and went to sleep so we get back to we get back to the spot we got a hotel for the weekend so we get back to the spot and i'm like he wakes me up Walks me to the and walks me through the room, whatever. I lay down. I'm out. <laughs> I am out until it's time to go to dinner. <laughs> Essentially. You know, did some things that like people in long distance relationships do for a couple of hours because we don't see each other. And then I was knocked out. I was out until dinner. So he wakes me At up. At least you made it to that part, friend. I did. I did. I did. He let me get a nap in and then I woke up all mess. Hot garbage. So um wakes me up. And he was just like, hey, we got to get dressed. We have to be at dinner in 30 minutes. I hate, hate being woken up under any circumstances. Even if I asked you to do it. Which, again, make, so it makes zero sense, right? Like, you understand how dumb. I know. Okay. Because, like, every time you'd be passed out. In the most inopportune places. And, like, we'd be like, Alex. Get like get up, and you be like, no, and I'm like, nigga, you're in like public, like you're not in public, not, like you're in cabin He's, season, like, right. you're, like I fell asleep on the couch, and like I don't remember get how I got in bed, and I was like, fam, your bed's literally right there, just go, you're, bro, you, you like trying to push me, I was like, you know what, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna leave her alone, cause I'm hurt, <laughs> I'm hurt her feelings. You better talk to her, cause if I talk to her, I'm hurt her feelings. So. Anyway, he wakes me up, right? And I'm like, I need a minute. He was just like, We're, We ain't got no minutes, nigga. He was like, We're gonna be late, Alex. I need you to hurry up. On top of already not being liking, not liking waking up, being woken up at all, I hate the shit. Now you're rushing me. I'm trying to turn my attitude down, but I, you, I just woke up. You're rushing me. Bro, I don't give a fuck about this hibachi. Like, bro, I need a minute. <sighs> So, 45 minutes later. <laughs> because, of course. Because, of course, y'all ain't no way in blue hell. I'm ready to go, and he doesn't have his shoes on. So, it was, it was literally like, I said, I said, I'm ready. Why are you not ready? He teed off. Because, teed off. Teed off. So, again. Te- teed off. I speak for every man who has gone through this, where it's like, look. I let you get these two and a half hours off because you y'all done this to me before. Where like yeah y- 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 y'all take longer and I'm like I'm of course I'm not gonna have my shoes on the entire time because they they may be new they may be tight they may be hurt I want to let my feet breathe. We're at Jay's house I can't wear shoes in the carpet any goddamn way all of that and so I'm like okay let y'all do y'all thing I, y- y'all finally get ready and then it's like and then it turns on me as me being the reason like excuse me so. Hear me out. 
you spent all this time rushing me. Okay. You were rushing me. We wouldn't have been, we, this conversation wouldn't exist had I walked out the bathroom and your shoes were on and you would have been like, all right, let's roll. You rushed me to not, to, for me to still have to wait on you. Irritating, dog. Meanwhile, I waited on you while I've had my entire other part of my outfit on for an hour. And you want to take the moral high ground over some goddamn shoes? Kiss my ass. So he told me to shut the fuck up promptly and walk me to the car. We, the rest of the night was gorgeous, right? So I ended up meeting some of his best friends, like two of his best friends. They got your girl drunk, okay? And you know how hard it is to get re-drunk? Let me tell you how hard it is to get re-drunk. Because I came down a little bit. I was like, all right, I'm cool. I had a glass of wine at dinner with water. Because, guys, I'm not the cognac queen. Like, I, I do drink water. So We'll talk about the cognac queen later. Yeah, we will. We will touch on her. But, so, like, and I had a great weekend. I and, uh, Sunday, I had Bottle Girl Alley needed to go flourish. We'll talk about that shit later, too. Um, so, yeah, I had a really good weekend. Spent it with, with my Mia. <laughs> How was your weekend, friend? So, um, we do know that 71 North um, extends past Columbus. Yes. But we do know our first stop is Columbus. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I love how, like, our rule of three, all of us were prospectively drunk in other cities this weekend. Because Jade was in D.C. Wasn't in our, none of us was in our own city. Fucked uh, up. Um, so, I went um, to support uh, my, my brother Marlon and Reva, Don't Fred Byrne. They had the R-Bar Crawl on Saturday. Um, so, I went up Friday, kicked it. Um you know, kind of kicked it with with the homies and, you know, had a grand old time. Um, and then Saturday happened. So here's here's the breakdown of Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I'm already, like, slightly hungover from Friday because I didn't really get a lot of sleep Friday. Like, it was just because you, you're dripping and running. Shit ain't let out till two. And then you, then you go get food and then it's like, yeah. Yeah. I wake up. I call, I call my homie. Because I was like, I ordered a shirt. Shout out to my brother, Flugazi. I ordered a shirt. Oh, yeah, I peeped that. I was like, I need you to drop this shirt off before this bar crawl. And he was like, I'll drop it off at bar crawl. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Also, trying to be economically viable. I know I'm not trying to buy all my drinks at the bar for said bar crawl. That sounds stupid to me. That doesn't sound economically no, viable. Not at all. So. I have, like, that remainder of that bottle we didn't finish the last time we was in Columbus. Oh, my fucking God. We finished that this weekend. Um, And that was before said bar crawl. You were very, very drunk this weekend. So then, so then, also, in, in the wondrous glory that is my mind when it comes to bullshit, I was like, you know what? Because they're only doing black-owned bars. So it's like right. a, it's a bus situation instead of like a walking thing because Columbus and white-owned bars and black people, eh, just ain't the best. So they like, fuck y'all niggas. We'll do... Eyebrow crawl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Mate, what if I, during the bu- like, on the trip on the bus, have these mini bottles of Jameson? <laughs> and so instead of like, you know, ha- buy- buying multiple drinks at the functions... Being, you know, losing your card or forgetting to close the tab, like you just buy one drink, and then you supplement that with the mini bottles of Jameson that you have. 
This is teetering the line between finesseful and broke. Like this is. I mean, I pay for. I pay. I pay for the ticket. I pay for. Right. Had there not been a ticket situation, had you not supported in other ways, I'd be side eyeing the fuck out. Yeah, I paid the ticket. I made sure I paid the ticket. I got the early bird joint. Made sure to you know support. Made sure like where my yeah. So all of that and plus I still bought drinks at. The functions right. because again the irony is the darker you get the more freely you are with your money. <laughs> Can somebody please tell drunk Alex that sober Alex ain't got it and sober Alex has to pick up the tab, please? Can somebody? Because I'd be like, oh, buy the bar around. That's how I did that shit at fucking Walrus. Listen, I looked at my bank account yesterday and almost physically got ill. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Because you started trying to do the math. He was like, I should have at least this much left. No, fam. <laughs> so, but, so, so in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy a couple, you know, buy a couple drinks in the function. But also, like, I don't want to wait in them lines because, you know. Oh, yeah. the bar crawl bring the city out. So I was like, so that's, that's why I was like trying to be finessful and still support. Right. Do that. We, we start at our bar, which is always dangerous. I don't know why they didn't put, like, our bar was on there twice. It was, like niggas could barely make it out once. Bro. Okay, so they start our bar, and I start off slow because again I pregame before this bar crawl, which is a wild statement. <laughs> wild statement. I understand how it's wi- not. I understand how wild a pregaming before a bar crawl is. You remember Cinco de Mayo? No. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, niggas. Nope. <laughs> nope. You remember the? This will actually be my first Green Mile. Um, I did. I've done it. I've done it for the Green Mile before, and. And the same situations have happened. So generally, all right. So we go, we go from our bar to Ivy XO, yeah, Ivy Lounge, to Havana to Avalon, back to our bar, yeah. Fam, they got us on actual school buses, right? Like actual school buses. Like I'm thinking buses. I'm thinking maybe like a party bus or like a Greyhound. No, yeah. actual school buses. So, so they done, somebody's school district, somebody's principal hooked these niggas up with these buses. And mind you, school buses aren't designed to fit like actual adults. No, so y'all in there packed. Packed, fam. I'm sitting sideways. Looking like a fucking varsity football team. I'm sitting sideways, fam. And, and like, again, shout out to the entire team. Fam, it was still like kids' like names. Oh. So, it's kind of cute. It was like, damn, I'm sitting, in, I'm sitting in Deontay's seat right now <laughs> with this Jameson. Badass Deontay. <laughs> you know Deontay got silver teeth. Stop, <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> you know Deontay got some silver teeth. Um, and so, so, so we're bouncing through, and like at the third stop, which I think was in Vanna. So it's like dark. It's dark inside the club, and it's light as fuck outside. So it's like disoriented as fuck. Yeah, but by the third stop, I'm like, oh. I think I walked outside and the, so the, the sun hit me. I was like, oh. Okay, Dracula. Damn, I felt like it, bro. I was like, because it was like, it was the brightness, like, exposed how drunk you were. <laughs> it was like, surprise, motherfucker. You thought you had it together. Stupid. So then we go to Avalon. And, and at this point, me and me and my homie JD, we doing, we, we doing, you get around, I get around. Which is a, also a dangerous proposition. Especially when all your friends are fucking alcoholics, dog. All <laughs> oh, of us are fucking only thing drunk. that saved me was my steadfast dedication to dark liquor. Yes. Because these niggas was trying to do tequila shots. And I was like Mom ain't raised a dummy. I was like She raised a lot of things. Not a dummy. No, sir, no ma'am. So then we get to our bar. Right. We get back to our bar. First and foremost, I make the mistake of sitting down. Because I, I, we, we've been bar crawling, my legs tired. We've been doing all this shit. I make the mistake of sitting down, trying to watch a college basketball game. And fall asleep? Fam, I was not the only zombie in this bitch. 
<laughs> like everybody was on beating the bitch. But I was like, it was like I wasn't sleep sleep, but I was fighting it. It was yeah. like I was still weird enough to like hear. No, bro. But like, like I my eyes got real heavy. Definitely falling asleep in the function. Like my eyes got real heavy, and I'm over here. But every time someone would like say something, I'm like, uh, look up. Like, like, but it was been yeah. It was so bad. And so then I was like, you know what? It's time to go home. Time to go. Time to go. So I leave. I get I get food to try to sober myself up because I drove here because I had to pick up my shirt. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna carry on two shirts. Right. So that's a mistake I made because I should have just I don't know how I was gonna do it, but I should just Uber. But I was like, I need to pick up my shirt and put it in the car, all that shit. The get, Future Shot Podcast is not condone drunk driving. No, we do not. So that's why I made sure I ate. And that little pizza spot they have under the joint. Yes. Clutch. Be- before I head out. Mm-hmm. I head out. I get back. Somebody please remind me to eat before next weekend. <laughs> and we're doing this fucking 60-day challenge with Brian, and I don't have an appetite because of work. I need to eat between now and next Friday. Yeah. So, um, so I get back to the hotel room, and Beloved, Beloved was mm-hmm. there. And, like, I walked. I walked in. She walked in, and I, I was just. I was happy to see her. And then she like. I started talking, and she was like, "Go, go to sleep, honey. Like, go to sleep. <laughs> go, go to sleep." And I'm. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. She was like, "No, you're not." I was like, "You know what? You're right." <laughs> and then like, I'm a tug. I, I'm a tug. And then like, I went to sleep at like nine. I woke up. Calvin. I woke up at like two, and I was like. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Oh my god! But I, I, I never made arrangements to do any night functions after bar crawls. Hell no, nah. niggas who do better. That or- is, that is a dummy mission. Listen, typically the bar crawls in Cincinnati, you go to a select couple bars, and then there's a day party, and then niggas go home because we're tired. I got kicked out of the last bar crawl. This is the last fucking long story short. But like, yeah, like niggas in Cincinnati, like the the Green Mile bar crawl, bar crawl, and then we end up somewhere for a day party. And and so with that, and, and so with that, so it was like, yeah, I knew for a fact. I was like, I'm not going back outside, but it was just like I didn't expect to fall asleep as soon as I got back to the hotel room. But you know, life happens. So then, and then, so we do Sunday, um, brunch. Yes, I we go back to the Walrus. <laughs> I fucking love Walrus, but because a I'm on you know on, on this little bit of restriction, so I can't eat everything I want to eat. Right. B, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I have to drive two hours at some point today. So, no, I'm not going to do bottomless. That's stupid. I've already, I've already made one mistake this weekend. I'm not going to make a second one. So, then we do that. Then, but still, even though I did not order bottomless mimosas, somehow alcohol still kept finding me. But I, you know, I steadfast. I turn ninety percent of alcohol. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I, I got to drive home. Then I make the mistake of not leaving after brunch. No, you're supposed to take your ass home right after brunch. Go to brunch wave because it's my, it's my, it's my, it's my fraternity brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. I don't go fuck with him a little bit. That turns into couple tequila shots because oh my fucking god, bro! It was it literally like it appeared like david blaine <laughs> it was like here i was like wait i didn't even ask for this where, why where is this coming from and so it's, it's it's in a it's in um fireproof honestly. yeah yeah so it's a nice spot and so then we go from there 
And then we're inviting more people to come out. And I'm like, I got to go home. And, 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 you know, our Columbus friends are also a bunch of assholes because we're just like, you might as well just stay and just drive back in the morning. I'm like, no. I was like, what do I, I'm not driving back the same day I got to go work. No, that's trash. That's doable. Doable and a I've smart decision. I've to totally different. like finished recording, hit the road and had to be at work at 830. Totally done it. I think actually, I think I think I actually said I was like I'm not Alex to somebody. I was like I'm not Alex. Okay, because <laughs> you do that. That's that you are you are built for that. I'm not because I, I mean yeah, like I'm gonna get up in the morning. I rather I rather sleep right now and get up in the morning. And I'm I'm opposite. I like I rather like finish this tire and then once I'm asleep, I ain't got to worry about waking up. Nah, earlier than I have to. Uh, uh-uh. the one thing about me is a bitch gonna find a nap. So like, but I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, nah. So I was like, after after brunch wave, and we when we, I got food at bodega, and man, I was like, I'm leaving right now. I don't even think I said bye to everybody because I was like, I'm nope. leaving. Saying bye right. is the trap. I was like, I'm leaving right now. If I don't leave right now while the sun is still out, I'm not going to. And I was like, I'm gonna text y'all niggas when I get home. And I sent like a like a quick little mass text, like I'm back safe. That was right. that. That's it. Um, so Sunday, Bottle Girl Alley was flourishing. Um, I, I didn't. Okay, tips were great. Like I make good. I always make good money. It's a little on the lighter side this week because of course it was rent. Niggas pay their rent, whatever, whatever. And that refund check is finally starting to hit. <laughs> so I know this month I'm gonna be slammed because refunds is hitting right. Right. I am finna be fucking busy. I can feel it in my knee. Okay. So this week at brunch, a young lady pulled up, right? And she, I guess her and a couple people, a couple folks behind the the event, don't see it for each other. Now, I commend you for pulling up to somebody's event you don't like. I don't. (laughs) Because, I mean, like, you want to support, you want to spend your money, like, that, I, I believe in breaking bread is the first step to, like, oh, reconciliation. That, that's assuming that we're trying to re- reconcile. Right. Sometimes niggas be pulling up to spots to hate. And I'm, that's why I'm like, I, that's why I don't commend that shit. If I don't fuck with you. Right. If I don't fuck with your brand, if I don't fuck with it, what, for whatever reason, if I don't fuck with you and you're throwing an event, the last person you should expect to see there is me. I mean, fair. Like, because so, I, I, if I don't, if I really don't fuck with you, I'm not going to, I don't want you to give you my money. Nah. Which is fair, right? So, um, so her and the people behind the function get into it, right? Shorty texts the social media to basically say it's not worth it. Spread some a couple lies. There were some lies that were said because it's free before a certain time. Um, basically, like kind of just shitting on the place that, like, again, nobody asked you to come to. Okay, and I understand you. You know, being a vocal consumer, right? But that generally comes when we talk about service. So if you're vocal and like, hey, the service was bad. Like, I, for what I paid, I didn't get the service I expected. Valid complaint. We can fix that. What I again? But the price is the price. Thank you. And I really need folks to get it. All right. It's about to be a second week in a row ranting about because broke. Because I need, I need y'all to understand, and it's that broke bitches is gender neutral. But understand this. There's two things. It is extremely tacky to pull up to somebody's place of business and haggle them about prices. It's tacky. This is not a used car dealership. 
This is brunch. Also, you could folks complain about Cincinnati having the potential to be something and not wanting to put their money where their fucking mouth is. And that's what it boils down to. You want the Miami experience for 25 cents. This ain't that. And honestly, TBQH, if you were to pull up to a DC, if you were to pull up to a Miami, if you were to pull up to a Chicago, you would not get this experience for the price that you're paying, if we're being honest and, about and, it. And, and so I hear a lot of people, you know, saying like, I those are that's Miami prices. I ain't paying for you know what I'm saying like we have those and it's not Miami prices. We, we have those it's we have we have as you know it's like like I ain't never paying that much for a party. And it's like okay, I understand for certain shit that like yeah I'm not paying. You know what I'm saying like for me one of the things is cover unless it's something I feel like is being added to your typical everyday night out. It's included though. But, but and, that's, let, and let, I guess let, yeah. Let me yeah. Let me, so for me. Let's cover right, and I'm like, okay. Generally, unless I know that you're adding something different than the normal going out experience, I'm not going to. I'm not trying to pay cover in Cincinnati, right? But that's when you have to actually, if you have that sense, which again, your money, your pockets, your rules, baby. You have to analyze things. So it's like, okay, what are you getting for this? Okay, so for example, when um, Steven does throw events in like Celestial or, you know, those Mount Adams or like something really nice and dress up, like, okay, I can see why they have the price. Nakers don't ask us to pay for a lot of parties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, and generally, like, for every party that has a cover, niggas throw at least on the same weekend another party that's free. Or you can go somewhere else. Or depending upon the weekend, like Jazz Fest weekend. It's expected that there's going to be a cover. You see Homecoming Weekend. It's expected that there's going to be a cover. But there, but it's few and far in between that niggas ask you to pay for that. And, and then you analyze. Okay, so for example, with this $40 situation, right? And I and I, I told you at first, me and you had conversations off wax about like, I was like, that sticker price, like you got to explain it to me. Cause I was like, cause I knew you knew. I was like, you gotta explain that to me. Cause I think the first couple of times I didn't, I was out of town, I was yeah. hungover. I was like, you gotta explain what I'm getting for that. And so it was like, okay, well, you getting a brunch buffet. So my, so a brunch buffet plus bottomless mimosas. So not, so let's break down the map. Now, generally in Cincinnati alone, if you anything bottomless mimosas runs you 25. 20, 20, 25. easy, and like. 20s on the low end, 25 the high. Like it's, it's going to run you at least 20. So for the sake of argument, say if if there's bottomless mimosas on the menu, it's going to run you at least 20. Bam. So now you're telling me. So we're talking about brunch buffet, which means however many places your little heart can desire is yours. You t- you telling me that's not worth tw- the 20 dollars? And it's not like, and it's not like it's cafeteria style food. Like nigga, they got cheese, eggs, shrimp. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not here to be the stand of. I'm make make it make sense. But here's the thing, and I guess my bottom line is that you could have stayed at home. And I have a, a huge problem with people pulling up to people's establishments. I don't give a fuck what it is and haggling prices. And not only that, but these people that typically do that are the worst people to serve. You are the you don't you do not tip because you already think you're spending too much, so you don't <laughs> want to tip. And then you're demanding, and it's like, no, no, sweetheart. You want to come sit down? You want to come join us? You want to come eat? Bro, th- this is what it's going to cost you. And I think that's, that's the bugging thing. It's Y'all like, want to be served like millionaires and tip like shit, and it don't work like that. It just doesn't. Listen, um, shout out to um, Ains. 
because Ains putting y'all niggas on game and y'all don't peep it because some of the way sometimes she says things, be, be niggas don't be understanding. But like, fam, if you really want quality service, understand that like tipping comes with that. You, if you get to a spot early, you, you know what I'm saying? Make make the server yes. feel like very more than just a, a, a slave. An order taker, yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, my favorite people to serve when I'm at brunch, my favorite people, they typically get there around noon, noon 30. I give them their first bottle, and they slow walk brunch. They stay to the end because it does turn up. You know what I'm saying? You got to kind of wait for the climax of things. But honestly, they come in, they get a plate, they get the mimosas going. You order hookah. You know what I mean? Like you get there early so that you can set your experience and set your expectations accordingly. You, y'all you pull up to brunch at 2.30. It ends at 5. Wanting to cram in an experience that and then get upset because you're not being served properly. And we are packed. We are busy as fuck. There is a wait. And I'm going to be real with y'all. If you're not getting there between like at least no later than 1 o'clock, ain't nothing I can do for you. I'm not going to have a table. I'm not going to I'm not going to have it cuz people pull up to brunch and they stay, which is what we want you to do. But we don't want you to be disrespectful to servers, which I have seen. That's nasty. Like, yeah, we don't want you to disrespect like we don't want you to disrespect the people behind the bar and not tip. Y'all that's nasty. Y'all niggas are real real bold for 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 disrespecting people who handle your food. I'm just throwing that out there. Y'all are real bold for disrespecting people who handle your food. And then want to go dap up J-Rods like he didn't hire all of us. Like, we will be... What's crazy is that last Saturday, last Sunday, I almost put somebody out. I was trying to be cool because I understand. I, it's my fault you're this drunk, but I need you to have some self-control. And yes, I do know how to cut you off. I do know when to say, okay, he's had enough. Enough, enough is enough for him. And I don't have a single problem doing that, especially if you're disrespectful to my servers. If I see that you're disrespectful to other people around you, if I see that your overall behavior, I really just kind of had enough. I'm cool. There was a young lady who was stumbling drunk, literally. And I felt bad because I done, I done been there. Heels get the real wobbly when you didn't have <laughs> about three, four five mimosas. OK, heels are not the fun, the, the best thing to walk in. OK, however, contain yourself, compose yourself, pull it together. Whatever you need to do to make it home. But your ass got to get the fuck up out of here. You know what I mean? So just have some clues about your y'all. And, and honestly, and I'm going to leave it alone. I promise y'all I'm not going to bring it up no more. You can always tell who gets paid in clout and who gets paid in coin. Because if you are who you say you are, you don't have to say it. Anyway, friend. Let's get to, let's get to chopping this fable. Let's put this, let's put this week in rice. Let's put this week in some rice. First things first, and I honestly, Megan. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, um, be, be, because yes. we're gonna forget prayers, 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 prayers to Nashville. Prayers to Nashville. Yes. Nashville is one of my favorite cities. Um, Absolutely. Um, a lot of lot of friends, family there. Um, and we're recording this on Tuesday, so la- late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, um, a tornado, uh, came through and really devastated downtown Nashville, and um east side of nashville which is like actually the non-gentrified portion of nashville mm-hmm. um last death toll was 19 yes um and that we understand that that is just the beginning of like the impact that that will have on that community businesses landmarks homes we know how much i mean if you look gone. at the devastation from hurricane katrina and how there are still areas of dayton um that are still look torn that haven't been touched you know haven't I mean? been touched yet so 
it's it's serious. So y'all check on your Nashville people. Do what you can. I know I sent I know I sent a text and check in this morning when I woke up and found out and ev- everyone who I checked in with, you know, kind of like let me know they was okay, which is a blessing. Um, you know, and just again, I think be mindful of how lucky we are to kind of continue our, our way of life every single day. Yeah. Even when it feels like life is kicking your ass. What's nuts <laughs> is that what's nuts for me is that I once was I once saw that we take advantage of the ability to return to our houses safely every day. We take advantage of the fact that I know I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home. I can go home. We take advantage of the physical house that you get to call home and get to turn a key into every day. Take advantage of the fact that I have a car that's going to get me safely to this destination. You know, there's a there you never realize the little, little things that you take for granted until you don't have them or until somebody close to you doesn't have what they're used to having. So, you know, it, it's a moment to, to reflect and to keep that in mind for sure. All right. So now Megan. Megan. So explain the contract. All right. So our favorite stallion um, recently went on IG Live to kind of um, express frustration at her contract with her, her record label, 1501 Records, yes. who head honcho is Carl Crawford, former baseball player. So um, to make a long story short. AKA for those of us who keep up with social media, that was Evelyn Lozada's second baby daddy. Yeah, so former baseball player, he signed he signed at least one hundred million dollar contract. Boy, got money. He's also connected with Jay Prince. Yes. Who, if you don't know who Jay Prince is, he's behind Drake, Pusha T, that whole thing. Jay Jay Prince is the OG behind Rap a Lot Records. So UGK, every, pretty much everything that really moves in Texas in the South, Jay Prince has had some sort of hand in. Like, I he is the he is the mafia boss. He is the final boss. He is the cabal he is the cartel got it all that he is not to be trifled with so megan gets on ig live and kind of explains like how she wanted to renegotiate her contract and how because of that 1501 said all right we will we're not allowing you to release new music and so she got a temporary restraining order and was is able to release music currently here's the contract so megan signed this contract back in 20, 2015 so this is before Megan became Megan. Megan. Um, it gave her a ten thousand dollar advance, um, and the payment structure was that fifteen oh one the record label gets sixty percent of all revenue from her, all streaming revenue, whatever revenue from her. She gets forty. However, she has to pay for everything out of her forty. So then they also get You sounding real TLC right now. Listen, they also get um also all of her touring revenue, which is generally how most artists make eat their for, money, yeah. Is going directly it go is goes directly to fifteen oh one instead of to Megan. So Megan has a claim that she, um she's made them through her streaming and everything and, and individual downloads, seven million dollars in revenue is what Megan's lawyers are claiming. She's only seen 15,000 of that. Now, here's my... Let me tell your black ass something. <laughs> Listen, go, go ahead, because I got a rant. Here's, here's my stance. So first thing first, obviously, as far as being good people, 
obviously, if I'm if I make a company seven million dollars, I should be able to get more than fifteen thousand in. Absolutely. Now, what I realized from this is that a lot of you Twitter niggas have no idea how contracts work. None. <laughs> have no idea how music business works. None. Have no idea how like any of this shit works. I so- find it so funny that the same niggas. The the we all got the same twenty four hours Twitter wanted to talk about Megan not reading her contract, but why you quote P Diddy? It's nuts. But no, here, no. Here's here's my here, now. Let me explain my thought process. It's, it's I don't. It's not black and white for me. It's never black and so, white. So Megan did read her contract. She just didn't understand some of the verbiage because legalese is a is actual language different than actual English. So here's my thing. A, if you are not in a position. To be able to hire an independent lawyer to read your contract, you don't need to be signing that contract because that means you're doing it out of desperation. So, because, of course, the label's going to have somebody, a lawyer there, and I use quotation marks to read it over, but the, the label lawyer is not in your best interest. It's in the, the label's best interest. So, again, we talked about artists in these deals all the time and like ideally you would you would want um the horror stories of the past to not repeat themselves but they do because capitalism is an evil evil thing but for the artists if you cannot afford or have the access to an independent lawyer to read over your contract for you that means that means you're doing it about desperation Mm. because because now i understand lawyers ain't lawyers ain't free well hear me out right because you have artists like and i hate to even make this bitch relevant right you have artists like taylor swift who comes from wealth her parents are wealthy right who ended up signing a bullshit ass deal too so sometimes she didn't she, she didn't she didn't have an independent but that's exactly so we can't say that ta- like wealth or desperation necessarily plays the biggest factor of it also we are talking about black artists and how black artists are preyed upon I, but different trajectory right but, but it's also it's also so you gotta understand here's the the, the music business so while you get on because you don't start off on if you started off just on this is a different conversation while you get on all of that is being fronted by the record label all that studio time all of all of those engineers, all of those producers, all of those featured artists, until you're able to kind of oper- a lot of record labels for new artists operate in the red for a lot for the for the, the beginning period of it. Like they're giving money to you, sinking money into you, not getting a profit back because you haven't had the big old, you haven't had big old freak. You haven't had Team of Snow. You haven't had something that kind of gets you to the relevance where you're starting making profit back. Right. So because of that. It's almost like if if the if the plug fronts you ten ten racks and you go do what you need to do with them ten racks, the plug doesn't. And then when you bring back what you earn, what you flip with the ten racks, plug take his cut first because that's the that is the reward for my investment in you. So, so with Meg and mind you, she didn't sign this. After Tina Snow, she didn't sign this after Big Old Fruit. She signed this back when, like, she was still a underground, underground artist. Right. So. But then it also okay, right? Yeah. So we signed this deal when I'm still trying to get on. I'm right. still underground. Folks know me as Tina Snow, not Megan. Right. Right. 
So we we pop out after pole dancer. We pop out after reeler. Mm-hmm. We pop out after uh-huh. you know what I'm saying real hot girl shit. Right. We we we're we're at the point where her star power, her artistry, her music, her streams, the numbers are numbering. The math is mathing here, right? You know the Shoot Your Shot podcast is a huge fan of math mathing. Right. So the math math here. When she comes back to the table and she's just like, all right, y'all, I know I signed this eons ago when I was not who I am now. I am who I am now. It's time to make the tables balance out. Now, now. Why is that not fair? Why is that not the ask? So the key here is fair versus good business. And because of the way our capitalist society works, fair and good business often don't match. Now, would it be fair to like, yeah, you you've outperformed your contract, like we'll 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 redo it. Yes, it would be fair. But as far as a good business move, absolutely not. But see what's crazy is that Megan Megan is a bigger star than let's say your cash doll who went through the same thing. Cash doll has been popping in Detroit for the past 10 years. We're getting introduced to cash doll in the past, maybe five or six because of the way her contract was set up. The moment she got out of her contract, cash doll started to blow up. And the and, same thing and, with Iggy Azalea. And that's her, why, and, you know, and, and, and that, not so, that she's even nowhere near on the same caliber, but you hear what I'm but, saying. I mean, listen, if we go keep it a hundred, like I know Iggy is problematic, but Iggy, Iggy also has a whole, had a whole ass number one. She had a whole ass number one hit you know in a contract that was fucking her over. And so, so, so again, I want to be very clear. If we're talking about fair, of course it's not fair. Capitalism in general is right. not fair. I'm talking about good business. As someone who's like, fam, like I, I signed this, I believed in you back when you didn't have the numbers. Right? Now that you have the numbers, I'm supposed to concede some of the profit I got for believing in you? So it's like, and that's where, and that's where the record label's coming from. It's like, fam, I believed in you before this. Like I put, I, I invested, I fronted you a lot and of And what you earned from me exceeds that. So it's like this. Yes, the initial investment is there. The reciprocity is making sure that whatever you, whatever I, I you, okay, whatever you invested into me, I made you back then and then some. Because according to her deal, she made it back and then some. Now that I am who I am, I need to start seeing some of that back. So the initial investment has been paid twice over by now. We're not even talking about that no more. We're not talking about that no more because I've already paid you what you feel like you're owed plus dividends. And so here's and here's where, again, fair versus good business. Right. I'm not arguing with you on fair. No, good business. So I agree with Megan taking the necessary steps. And I honestly, I low-key sometimes used to have an issue like, damn, why is this on IG Live, right? If we as a public did not know about that. It was, it was to be quiet. Right. So, so cu- Megan is doing what she needs to do. Couple of things. In, in order to do that. Right. Real quick. Because I guess this is the part that irritated me. And yes, everything definitely comes back to niggas ain't shit. Absolutely. Because you have a rapper like Megan's rap husband, the baby. baby. Her work husband is the baby. You, the baby cannot go three songs without talking about how whack label contracts are and how he did not sign that and how niggas is like, yeah, bro, yeah, bro. Bicked him up for that, right? Yeah. Right. How many times, how many male rap artists are there in comparison to female artists, right, who do 
who get into shitty contracts. Oh, I have a list. And we big them up about fighting the establishment and go getting yours. Nas and Khalees most recently were the ones to speak about how they were getting fucked in contracts, right? You remember you remember when a little Yachty told Joe Budden that he had no idea what was in his contract and yes. Joe Budden yelled at him and yes. everyone made a meme out of Joe Budden instead of realizing that you should probably know what's in your contract? Blue fakes, for example. Yes. Same, like, so there is a... But honestly, but niggas, literally, Joe Budden yelled at Uzi because he was like, bro, you need to know what the fuck you're getting yourself into. That Why do you think we haven't, we don't have new music from Uzi? Because your contract's fucked up, right? right? So we go, we defend male artists and criticize the fuck out of our female artists for not quote unquote reading their contracts. See, see I was with you. They do. But we, we, credit, we, we, make fun so, of, we make fun of everybody who's in a fucked up contract. Maybe I'm reading something you're not reading. I just think no. And maybe I am, but I just feel like the it, we are extremely, we, we are extremely, extremely harsh on female artists in totality. Pusha T said in one of his disses to Drake, you just one nigga signed to another nigga, signed to three niggas. That's how fucked up is that? Like, and that was a bar. Like, I, okay. And I understand, like, we have a sense, a certain sensitivity to the un- underprotected to make sure that they are being protected. In this case. This is one of those things where this is universally, is A, is universally fucked up, B, is universally talked about in the same manner. We, we tell male artists all the time, make sure you read your contracts, make sure don't sign no bullshit, and then when they do sign some bullshit, they catch jokes. We make, we make fun of Blueface all the time for him being signed under like seven different labels. Little Yachty, same thing. I can't wait to, to, for, for, for when the City Girls finally read what's in their contract because we know they're on some fucked up shit too. Like, and so I think I think that was my that was my minor frustration is like when we try to make everything into something it's not. But this I, is a this is a this is a discussion no. about capitalism and and preying upon the uneducated and that is gender neutral. All things have duality, right? Capitalism preying upon the undereducated mm-hmm. is absolutely something that we, quote unquote, on both sides of this aisle, can agree upon. I don't play the oppression Olympics between black men and women. No, I'm not yeah. going to do that. And, and yeah, it's like my point about it is that there is something to be said about, and maybe I'm just seeing it from the from my trajectory, from what I'm I personally have seen, is that we are extremely harsh on women, female artists across the board. And then when Megan opens her mouth and just like, bro, this contract I'm in is fried. I want to give y'all X, Y, and Z new music. I, I watched her live, but this is what the fuck I got myself into. And it's like, I'm reaching out. Like she re- reached out to help. Like, isn't, um, who's helping her out of this contract? Um, our fav- our favorite problematic Uncle Jay-Z probably because she's not a Rock Nation management. Is, exactly. So it's like, which also sent up a red flag for me, right? Because, okay. We know who billion this billionaire billionaires are friends with other billionaires, right? Absolutely, right. So, you have the likes of Hove, who's probably influenced by Jay Z, helping Megan The Stallion out of her contract, and these two men don't have the most reputable rep, like at all when it comes to being upstanding about contracts. So I'm like, sis, are we getting ourselves out of shit to get into more shit when it comes to being contracted with people who do not uphold their end of the bargain? Which is why my entire point 
was we need to make sure that these artists had independent counsel that is hired by their, themselves or their individual team, not the labels, to read over anything you know before you is sign. I, I imagine this day, right? Where there's a day where shoot your shot, shoot your shot to from my mouth to God's ear, right? We're gonna need a lawyer to negotiate a contract for us. Exactly. And I thank God every that we, day that we're lucky enough to be able to have people on speed dial. Like, yo, I need you to read this contract, and I got a couple bands for you. Like, I thank God that we are in a position where if we needed a, a team lawyer, like, and we have that shit in house, and it just lets me know that a, thank God for our network. Right. B, I need to graduate college. <laughs> you said that, not me. I ain't commenting. I need to graduate. And C, that we have learned from the mistakes of people before us. And I think, okay, so. Because Megan's story is. Not un- new. Not new. And I think that's, I think that's, some, that's some of where the frustration is, is coming from. It's not necessarily from, oh, just because you're a female rapper. It's like, fam, like. At this point, we have history upon history from the from the golden ages of hip hop, from back when Elvis stole all, every black person's tracks of like how contracts and how and how the music industry is shady as shit. We have all of these relevant stories, and I would much rather the new generation learn from the mistakes of others instead of having to make them themselves. And unfortunately for Megan, she's stepped into that same trap that plenty of people before her have stepped into. And I, it's, it's very easy to see how she does it. She's a, a, probably like a freshman, young 18-year-old, 19-year-old, freestyling for, as a hobby for the most part, right. just not buzzing. You have somebody coming in like, I'll give you a check for $10,000 right now if you sign to me. And you're like, well, fuck yeah. I need to pay you rent. I'm broke. Of course, I'll take this ten thousand dollars to sign for you. And even if you do, in in Megan's case, she did try to read over her contract, but because legal documents require like legal eyes to really understand the, the, the intricacies of it, she got finessed, and it's and it's it's sad that she got finessed. I am not happy that Megan Thee Stallion feels like she's being finessed, partly because I'm I'm hearing rumors of her and a Beyonce collaboration, and niggas fuck up the Beyonce Megan Thee Stallion collaboration. Everybody got. Oh, fun. I literally am going to throw a whole tantrum. I'm gonna cuss out everybody. Everybody getting cussed the fuck out. And so and so, but it's it's more so, but it's also because of my background. This is where our background suffer. I understand if I'm in the record labels position. I have I you the only leverage Megan the Stallion has is what she's doing is by trying to take it public and trying to get the court of public opinion and the lawyers she's trying to sue and everything like and honestly rewind that back her the chances of her suit like going going out in her favor ain't good I know because you signed it because you signed it like I know we don't talk about Kanye. Kanye tried to get out of his record label contract, and Kanye failed. Yes. So it's like, and that's before Kanye was Kanye. I'm not about like that. Was, no, that was like after Kanye. That's a, we're talking. Mega, a wire. No, we're talking about megastar Kanye. He had what a. What do con- you mean? He had a contract. He had some, like EMI is the record label. It was like his production shit. Okay. And like he was trying to get out of that. He said it. It was. It's been. It was buried some of the rants that he had. He felt like a, like a slave to the contract. He was trying to get out of it, sued and everything. And they were like, no, you signed the contract. Like, I can't, there's not much. You didn't sign under arrest. No one had a gun to your head. No one was, like, f- forcing you to sign that. So 
it, the, the the burden of proof is really high on Megan's side to be able to get out of that. So this and so as a record label, I understand that you don't really have leverage here. If you don't release music, okay, yeah, I don't make more money off of you, but you also don't make any money. So the only course is what she's doing is to try, is try to get the court of public opinion so overwhelmingly on her side that they you know 1501 records kind of just like bows out but because 1501 records is still a relatively small they they don't have any real reason to like if they chose to renegotiate it's out of like quote unquote good faith on their part they don't have to do that they can literally they can literally point to like you sign that the length of the contract is from this date to this date or this many albums or projects they don't have like you right. see what I'm saying? So it's like Megan's kind of fighting with one arm tied behind her back because like she's 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 at a disadvantage. Yeah. And so, but again, we have to. I think we have to play the long game here. A lot of times, I am interested to see how she how she finesses her way out of this. If and, she does, and she got Uncle Hove on her side, so we'll see what happens. I mean, and and that was even um a, a bit of contention. That's part of the reason the kind of things things started unraveling is because she kind of went behind Fatino One's back and signed a management deal with Rock Nation, and people felt like she was signed to Rock Nation for real, for real. And that's why I was like, no, 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 she's still an artist. Like it's a management kind of like. So we'll see. I um as a realist am not sure. Cause even if, even if Hove buys out the contract, fifteen one still gets paid. Right. So there's very few avenues where fifteen one doesn't get all the money that was in that contract. Right. So I mean, yeah, and you'd have to be really, really stupid to think he wasn't gonna get paid. Really stupid. Come on now, that's his. That's his. That's his prize investment. Speaking of getting paid, so rightfully so, and let me open it up with this. Rightfully so, Vanessa Bryant is coming, is letting the yapper sing. So, um, she is suing, just to clarify a couple things, Vanessa Bryant is suing two people, two groups in particular. A, she's suing the company that owns the, the, the pilot, I mean, that owns a helicopter, owns a helicopter. that should not have been in the air, right? Uh, there were some major repairs that the helicopter needed. It should not have been in the air to begin with. She is suing the company that that owns that helicopter. The owner operators of that helicopter, she is suing, right? The second people that she was showing is that she is getting to the bottom of the first responders that released that information before she was informed. Letting, she's also allegedly now, word on the screeds, is that she's also compiling um, a lawsuit against TMZ for wrongful information that was released. Um, yeah, and I think she even may be suing because um, the pilot, kind of, the pilot, kind of um, he went against uh, air traffic <coughs> instructions. Correct. Because he was the only helicopter in the air. In the air, because it was really foggy. Everyone else was grounded. So why wasn't he grounded? And so, and it was said that he's experienced and he felt like he could, you know, do it because he's done it before. But, like, she's even, like, looking into, like... She's getting to the bottom of all, all of, of that shit. Because, and so, with lawsuits that involve... Um, wrongful de death. Wrongful death. The There's suit is for... The suit is generally, in California, at least, for all future potential earnings of not only Kobe, but Gianna. Yes. So, we're talking that will bankrupt... 
almost every company. Because again, who's Kobe was just starting his second act, right? And with his all of his ventures and products and again, Gianna's thirteen. You know what I mean? So it's like so we're talking a lot of money, but also I think a lot of people, some people, not a lot, because I follow people who have sense. Um must be nice. It's a blessing. This block mute combo is amazing. Um but some people were talking about like we were trying to paint it as like a gold diggery yeah. thing from so, Vanessa. Tag me in. And Vanessa Vanessa paid, baby. Like she paid. She so don't me need in. that. Because I want to talk about that, right? Vanessa Bryant has been with Kobe Bryant before Kobe Bryant knew he was Kobe Bryant. They are high school sweethearts. Before kids, before fame, before this nigga was your hero, she was his girl. Okay? Anything, that man is who he is because of that woman. All right? She was with him shooting in the gym. Some of y'all really need to watch your fucking mouths in the way that y'all talk about women, specifically a wife, specifically a widow. Okay? You know of Kobe Bryant. She knows Kobe. Huge difference. Okay? Second of all, not only did she lose the love of her life, she lost her daughter. She lost her child. Okay? I like to think that the majority of our listeners are not parents, from what I'm understanding. That's what the metrics say. The metrics say, y'all have no idea what it is to push a child through your body. Parent it. Love it. Grow it. Discipline it. Nurture it. Cry over it. Pray over it. Be frustrated. You have no idea the energy it fucking takes to be a parent and to have that life lost. It goes against the laws of nature for a parent to ever have to bury their child. Okay? Not only bury your child in the way she had to bury both her husband and her child. She is owed more respect than that. She is owed, she owes us nothing and has given us everything and shared her best friend with us. And the only thing you niggas can say about her is she's on some gold digging shit. It was beyond, like literally blocked a couple folks because she's entitled for justice for her kid and her husband. Not only that, but Vanessa Bryant may be the face of said lawsuit, but the families that also lost their family members and their loved ones are behind this too because they are entitled to restitution and answers. Answers. Let, and I, I hate the fact that you really have to say, let this have been you in the situation and what would you want for your loved one? And the fact that you guys like so much, some of y'all like so much empathy as to why that needs to be fucking explained to you to begin with is gross. I remember. So we did we talk about like how people were questioning LeBron about because they didn't really show LeBron in the memorial. Right. Because for, for what for whatever reason, they didn't show LeBron in the memorial. Like there's and there are people like, was LeBron really there? Like if LeBron was really Kobe's brother like that, he would have been there first and foremost. That man had to give a eulogy in Staples Center on the first game that the Lakers played back. He had to give, like, a public statement on behalf of the entire organization. Relax. Like, he clearly shows that, like, you know, he cared. Secondly, you know, the the, the relationship was established before death. Why does care have to be public? Or performative. Y'all have to realize these celebrities owe us nothing. These are private lives. These are private lives. They don't owe us shit. Honestly, if I was Vanessa Bryant, I would still be in the fetal position. 
I you would literally still have to be picking me up off the fucking floor every day. The fact that that woman can even put two shoes on and a bra is a blessing. She don't owe a shit because my black ass would still be in bed. Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. So, yeah, she's in anything that she's asking for. Pay her anything she's asking for up front off the top. And y'all need to understand that y'all be loud and wrong. And at this point, not only is it loud, it's wrong, it's disrespectful, and it lacks so much taste and so much coos. You're better than that. You just are. Hey, this is off topic, but... I'm listening. Yo, did all the braiders and hairdressers in the world decide to, like, collectively do crack? I'm looking what do at, you mean? I'm looking at something that says, it's Court's Classic Creations. And it's like, fam, she is charging a rack. For what? For these braids. Girl, fuck you. <laughs> Let me tell you what my African gonna get. Listen, my African charges 160 for mid back and she can grip this little baby fro. You can suck my dick and you must have a perm. First of all, the fact that you're going to somebody and you're paying somebody $1,000. We just had this conversation about haggling people's prices, right? So let's let's bring it into context about bad business. Look at our podcast. Come, <laughs> look at us. Come, look at us. <laughs> coming full yeah, circle I, just, I, I was scrolling Real i was quick, like right because this is an example of being on bullshit but the only reason why sis is allowed to charge those prices because motherfuckers are paying it also i would never go to a braider who required my hair to be relaxed before i got there because you will break my hair off and it was like so and so it was like these ta- just say you can't do hair fam fam look at the, the caption says y'all feeling taxi yet or taxi taxi these t- those taxes drop but the prices didn't it's up there and stuck there please don't forget your two blue towels shining jam and moose the remainder will be left for my stock fam. So, so she's charging a rack for these braids and is keeping your four dollar product product for her stock after <laughs> hey yo hey and y'all are paying her <laughs> Listen, here's I'm, the thing. I'm so glad my the, barber got some goddamn. You want to know? You want to know something funny? N- niggas, bitches can only have audacity if it works. How many times have how how? Okay, so we talk about audacity. How many times have I told you and I've told uh, all my other women friends that whenever you get mad of, of how a nigga approached you, it's because it's worked to somebody else. Dead ass. <laughs> you can listen, and I give it up to you. The reason why she got the audacity to feel like she could charge that is because you're paying it. Because somebody gonna pay for it, and I can't be mad at that. She could listen. You're charging a thousand dollars for braids is because somebody has no problems giving you a thousand dollars for braids. It's above me, sis. But I'm not gonna go to you. It's above. I'm me. I'm not gonna go to the hairdresser and then talk you down. I'm just not gonna go. Exactly. I'm just <laughs> not gonna go, bro. I know. Listen. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Six of the rivers and lakes. That I am used to, okay? I can pay for 160 hair, sis. I ain't got a thousand. Hey, if if a shorty ever asked me to to pay a thousand dollars for for her hairstyle, like does it come a, does it come with a number one? <laughs> is it two bitches getting their hair done? Like but and, I'm, and, and, and are they both you. are they both fucking me after this? Like I have questions. Am I able to pull the braid at anyway? And I, Listen, and who's, who am I to tell Shorty that she's not worth $1,000? I am not. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's above me and my broke-ass pockets. This podcast ain't made us no money yet. So, like, we, I, I ain't got $1,000 for you, sis. I ain't got to I'm, I'm not giving you that. Out of your rabbit-ass mind. 
must come permed. She go, listen, y'all go walk in with braids and walk out with no edges. You go get a, go get your hair relaxed and get it braided immediately. I want you to try it, sis. So that explains what some of these, never mind. Yeah. Fam. <laughs> go get your relaxer and then go get you some braids right after. You will lose all your edges. All of them. Your ba- hair will fall out. Baby hairs went, became homeless. Baby hairs became orphan hairs. Listen, it's bad. It is so bad. Speaking of which, speaking of niggas losing their minds, did you wash your hands today? Multiple, 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 multiple Every times. hour on, on the hour. hour. And that was my habit before coronavirus. Listen, honestly, like, okay. So coronavirus, for those who've been living under a rock, so this is kind of like the, it's like the core of 19 virus. So um, it's, it was originated in Wuhan, China. Um, spread to, a lot of people are actually getting it from Italy so st- stop with your uh, racist comments because people from Italy, Italy are bringing it over too um, and it's, been, it's, it's touched down in America and and it's you know spreading and it's, it's a mortality rate of like 2% and it's generally so here's the facts the facts of it are niggas are still dying in, in the US over the common flu more than they would die they would die over the coronavirus right. first and foremost secondly coronavirus is similar to swine flu or Ebola as in like 80% of the cases are mild and generally the people are most most at risk for actual death are people the elderly and other people with like already compromised immune systems right so if you have like autoimmune check on big mama if you have an autoimmune disease, like check on check on any of your friends who may be HIV positive. Check on your check on your friends who are, you know, have like other autoimmune diseases that like kind of like inhibit their immune system from really fighting back like that. Those are the main people who are at risk. Mm-hmm. Secondly, hand sanitizer does not <laughs> work as far as clean it's a viral disease. Hand sanitizer is antibacterial. So for those who understand, like, that means that all that hand sanitizer that you're using instead of washing your goddamn hands mm-hmm. ain't going to help you, sis. Also, all the masks that you feel like you need to buy ain't going to no help, help you. And actually, if you keep hoarding masks, that means the people who actually need masks, like doctors and nurses and hospitals, may not be able to find them. So I was talking to, like, our office manager today. Mm-hmm. Because I took an extra hand sanitizer. I was going to take, like, I ran out of hand sanitizer on my desk because I use it. And I always keep, like, a little bottle of soap at my desk because, like, I, I, in lotion and hand sanitizer, right? And so she, um, she was like, oh, you can only take one because, like, literally I went to go place an order. I can't restock until, like, April 9th. I said, are you serious? She's like, yeah, hand sanitizer is out. Like, Matt, um, we're talking like an Office Depot type supply. Hand sanitizer is out. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, that's ridiculous. I said, is soap on sale too? She's like, Alex. <laughs> no. Wash your fucking hands. All right. So we should have been doing this prior to. But I motion and that we start publicly shaming niggas who do not wash their hands. I am literally going to start screaming at you. Like, if you see somebody use a restroom and then don't walk out, tell them the Shoot Your Chat podcast says, hey, nigga, that's nasty. Like, Hey, this nigga not washing their motherfucking hands. So you're not going to wash your hands? So you're not going to wash your hands? Just, we got, it, nothing else has worked. <laughs> but maybe embarrassment will. 
We embarrass these niggas into washing their hands. I am shaming you niggas into washing your fucking hands, dog. That we are. Speaking. I'm going to start calling you niggas by name for not washing your fucking hands. And there's one name that comes. I was to like, mind. we freaking the same name. Hey, nigga, I I know you listen. I wash your you hands. Listen. Wash your fucking hands. Stop it. Wash your hands. Because if you catch the coronavirus, I'm going to laugh at you with your dumb ass. <laughs> You're going to catch that shit, and he's going to be the first outbreak in Cincinnati, and niggas going to be like, I fucking knew it. And and we going to quarantine your ass. You ain't not allowed to go to nowhere, nigga. Nowhere. And as a matter of fact, I will stop being your friend because <laughs> this was totally preventable. Um... You wanted to get into actually the white men's black fetish agenda. What are you talking about, friend? Oh, so whenever I see an influx of anything, I always try to figure out who will benefit most from this. Right. And I've been seeing in this Black History Month and in prior months before that, a lot of our black queens lusting over white men. And in a non satire way. Right. Okay. So not in like a, I'm just doing this for jokes, ha 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 ha, but like in a legitimate like I think they're a better option than black men type way, and in a lot of a reasoning behind this new white fetish that some of our black queens have, okay, are based on the fact that like black men treat treat black women so terribly that they need to go find them their Cameron, like a uh, shorty in Love Is Blind found her white man, her white knight. Or like Travis Kelsey, you know, nay nay and ass, got himself a black queen. Okay. And I try to look, I'm like, who would benefit the most from this influx of black women saying that they need to find them a white man instead? And I realized it's white men. White men are out here puppet stringing this shit and, and convincing some of our influential black queens that if you're loud enough, with your hatred of black men and your preferral, prefer, preference of white men, that you can convince other people to do it too. Okay. And I look at it like, in all of the reasoning behind them wanting white men, are is it's it's nullified by the fact that like white men do all the stuff that you say you're you're stop dating black men to do. Like we talk about all of the misogynistic statements and misogynistic thoughts and the misogynist that black men have, right? Where do you think those black men learned it from? White men. And it's frustrating because it's like we have a white me- meteor, like a white mediocrity complex where anytime a white person does anything Yeah, remotely remotely seasoned seasoned or remotely woke or remotely anything that's like oh he's down for the cause we hype it up to the 10th degree like like the the same the same sentence that's like uh, i believe all black lives matter you know black you know trans black lesbian black get all right. that said from a black man's like okay nigga you're supposed to Versus if a white man says, oh, my God, like, maybe I need to find me my white king. And it's like, we make fun of, we make fun, we made fun for years about, like, the black man's weakness as a white, white girl to ask. It is. <laughs> However. It is. I think we're starting to realize that our, some of our black queens are not immune to the white medi- mediocrity complex of a white man who, who either has a little rhythm, 
who goes to a black barber or who like speaks out on anything discriminatory. (laughs) It's like, it's, 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 it's almost funny. In fact, that like how we change one dynamic, we change one variable in the message and we get blinded on both sides. Like, you you you've been a mate you you've seen fat asses right. for years. But now because it's on a white girl, oh my god. These white girls coming up. You've seen niggas with rhythm and, and fades and tapers for years. You've seen but now that this man this I've only been attracted to a handful of white men in my life. Three of which reminded me of black men. So I stopped dating him because I'm like, I'm just going to go date an wh- actual black guy. Like, I, I don't want to date a white boy doing I, black cosplay. I, that's, that, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's what I was like. I don't want to date a, a, a white girl that acts black. Like, no, that's not. If I'm going to get the stepped on black girl experience, I'm going to get the full black girl experience. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to date white. I don't want to date a white guy that reminds me of black men. I don't want to do that. Right. And I think you have a point. Because I was like, Calvin, like, where are we going with this? And and, but, I, and, and I was typing and, like, driving. So it was like, it, I didn't phrase it, the topic. Because I thought we were going to argue. Glad we're not. But, uh, kind of. But I think that there's a point to be said that when white people do things, the minuscule, small little amounts of shit, it's like we make it seem like it's kaboom. Like, it's, oh, my God, it's so fucking great. And it's like, we have to stop applauding the minimum. And, and I, I, I guess I get frustrated. I get frustrated. Because a lot of black women don't applaud the minimum when it comes from black men. Like, or if we, if we mention, because again, it's like, we don't, you don't applaud a fish for swimming sort of thing. Right. right? But it'd be the same ones that turn around and do it from the white man. And it's like, and it's like the, and the hypocrisy in it, right, is what blows me. Because we, I, if I wanted to, I could consume Peace about peace about peace of black women who got blogs telling me why as a black man I ain't shit I ain't never gonna be shit I don't deserve a black woman I don't deserve shit right and then you start doing digging and who is behind these abbeys <laughs> and you realize that a lot of them are married to piece of shit white people and you're just like there you go makes sense like I generally and, and you can always tell by the hairstyle. Listen, if you really want to know if a white, if a black person is fucking with a white person, married to a white person, or is one of those sellouts, just look at the hairline or the hairstyle. No white advocate has a slapping hairline or has an actual dope ass hairstyle. They shit's always fucked up. Right. But it was just it, it it bothered me because it's like. I feel like if I don't say something about this white meteor, right. it's going to keep happening. And it's, then it's going to be like, and then if I say it too late, it's like, oh, you just bitter. Because I'm like, first and foremost, ain't no white person taking who I got. I'll beat everybody's ass. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if it's mine, I ain't got to worry about nothing getting got or getting taken. And nothing keeps a man more than a man wants to be kept. I ain't got to do the extra shit. That's performative. That's that pick me shit. You want to go bounce. I... I, how do I say this? I was always raised to take care of my man. <laughs> but, I, okay, so. No, let me finish though real quick. Right? So, it's easy to submit to a man who is a leader, right? 
And when we talk about submissive, it's just like, okay, wait, Alex, like, I thought you were, like, leader, leader of the whole pack. Like, publishing Clearinghouse of Hoes, bro. Like, Alex, you are our champion. What the fuck are you doing? What kind of magic stick dick does this nigga have that got you out here talking about submit? Hear me out. Okay? I am, I've always been whole and complete on my own. Single is great for me. I navigate single space very well. Single Alley is out here thriving and striving. Was. It is, right? I can be, excuse me, I can be all these things to a partner, all these amazing things to a man, and always know what a fucking door is. Never lose sight of the fact that I am still all these things that I am to you. I was first to myself. And I'm still going to be that bitch with or without you. I was that bitch when you met me. Being that bitch is what got you to the door to begin with, okay? I always know where the exits are. So first thing the fuck they tell you when you walk into a room is know your exits. And I can be all these things to you, be an amazing partner, an amazing wife, an amazing this, an amazing that. The moment that you start acting like you don't know what type, what type of time we on in this room, nigga, I'm out. And so I, I, the phrase that I love and hate is like nothing keeps a man like a man who wants to be kept right. And it's one of those things that's like on the, on the surface, yeah, duh, right? That makes sense. But it's also like... On the back end of it, it can become a tool for complacency. Yeah, because it's also like, yeah, like, if I want to be kept, but it's also like, and this is going to, I'm, I'm going to apologize. We've been a fucking argument. No, I'm going to apologize for how I say it, but, you know, it's like, also do things that make me want to stay. Like, yeah, nothing keeps a man like a man wants to be kept, but it doesn't mean don't try. It doesn't mean, like, don't give effort. It doesn't mean she doesn't make me feel was, wanted and appreciated. I asked my brother. My brother has been married to his current wife for 15 years. And I asked him, I said, bro, besides, like, noise-canceling headphones, how do you stick around? Like, what, what's the secret, right? Like, the quote-unquote secret. He's like, sis, I never stopped dating my wife. I never stopped making her feel special. I never stopped making sure that she feels seen and heard and listened to. And as much as I give to her, I know that when I need it, even when I don't think I need it, she is there. She's my best friend. She's my go-to. There's not a moment in my life that I don't see her, not a decision I make, not anything I want to do in my life that my wife is not directly a part of. She's my friend first. And then we had children. And she's my partner. We never put each other, we ne- nothing comes between or above that, ever. And there's been times where I know for a fact that their marriage and their union has been tried. I know for a fact. They've been put into situations where it's like, dog, what the fuck? This could break us. And returning to the center, returning to the nucleus, returning back to each other, save them. I'm like, bro, that's some beautiful ass shit. And I'm lazy. So the, the, what's, what's the, the cliff note version of this shit? And he was just like, you really have to figure out in this moment what is the greatest and highest good for you and your partner, the y'all. And so, and that's why I was like, I always get, and that's why I mean, it's like, look, yeah, nothing keeps a man like like a man who wants to be kept, but a man who wants to be kept is somebody, is, it means like, yo, you're doing stuff, you're there for me, like, you're, you're providing something mm-hmm. that makes me want to stay around. No one stays in anything if they're not, it's not, it doesn't benefit them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why, that's why I get frustrated because it's like, we, are, we say these phrases and then like cut out the actual meaning behind the phrases. Like, when people's like, a jack of all trades. I'm a jack of all trades. The, the full phrase is like, but a master of none. 
mean that you so focus on trying to appease everything and do be you, you're not mastering your craft on one thing. We talk about uh, we talk about like yeah, curiosity killed killed the cat, but like, it, but it, but it brought it back, meaning like go out there and you know figure the shit out because cat got nine lives. So I think it's it's frustrating because it's like we 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 have baked some of this shit and spread it as gospel, and it's like shut the fuck up. It's okay to sometimes be just wrong and not simultaneously loud. <laughs> like, it's okay. We all fuck up. Anywho, um, you ready to get to these church announcements? For, I mean, wait. I want to talk about therapy real quick. Okay. So once a month, last week, um, I got to see my therapist. I see my therapist once a month at this point. And we're at the point where we're just like, okay, I'm giving her the quick synopsis of like the, the, the main points of takeaways of this month, right? Um, and this month, the last two weeks have kicked my ass. Like your girl has been down bad and trying to bounce back, trying to figure it out, trying to move and finesse myself in this life and in this space in ways that just, you know, promote me being a healthier Alex. Right. And I've come to the realization that I have a supervisor who does not like me. She don't like me. She does not see it for little Alex at all. Ken does not like me. I've been there before. And it's like, it is so hard to feel like, like today I was just like, hey, such and such, do you have a second? She's like, I do not. And you're like, bitch. <laughs> it wasn't like, okay, well, is it emergent? Like, can like, it was just, I don't, I don't have time for you is what it came across as. And it was like, cool. Now, typically doesn't bother me, but also you, I have to answer to you to an extent. So feeling as though there's tension in leadership is very, it's very interesting space, right? Mm. On top of the fact that my desk, I sit directly next to her. So on top of the fact that you do not like me, I sit next to you. So it's not even like we have space with each other and I am not moving. I'm not moving. If my seat gets moved or changed or adjusted in any way that takes me away from her, I'm going to start, like, start it immensely, like, journaling notes and journaling instances where I feel like she's being intentionally difficult with me. Also, she's a white woman. <laughs> I'm a very vocal black girl. I do not just, you cannot just say what you think or how you want to say it with. Also, I'm one of two black women, and I feel like she's met her quota. So of accepting new blacks, she's at her, she's at her mass capacity. Okay. So, cause I also noticed that you don't interact with the black staff at all. Like you interact with one woman because she makes the department a lot of fucking money. And she's also been there longer than you have. And she makes the company a lot of fucking money. So even though you're technically her supervisor or her director, they will get rid of you before they get rid of her. Because it, so in business, the salespeople always have less to go because. Yeah, they make you money. Always the last to go. You have not done that yet. So, what you saying, ho? <laughs> and, so, I've been there. It was also with a white woman. White woman of a devil. Uh, <laughs> white woman in positions of power that aren't, like, she's a lot. And so, and it's like, you feel helpless because it's like, I can't act the way I want it because you don't want to trash, but you also have, like, hold my job in your hands on the low. And it's like... Uh, it's frustration. It's frustration. And it's like, I want to have this conversation. I do not want to get HR involved. Because I feel like that's an escalation. And I don't want to... 
I don't want to go there, pull that trigger, because then we really have some discourse on our hands. However, I do want to have a conversation. I'm trying to figure out a way to frame this conversation. And guys, honestly, this is a point where you can like DM me or at me and be like, hey, Alex, as an HR professional, but don't come at me like you're HR Jesus, because then we'll have another conversation. (laughs) (laughs) HR Jesus, his ministry, his complaints. Please. But like... Honestly, if my HR professionals are out there, help me figure out how to navigate this situation because I don't want to get HR involved. I don't think it's that deep yet. However, I can tell that this woman does not like me. I can tell you don't like me. The fact that I can tell you don't like me affects my, not necessarily affects my job performance, but it makes you feel like you're doing worse than you actually are. Because on top of Every little thing that I do is being scrutinized. Every little thing that I do is going to come back because it looks uh, 10 times worse than what it is because you're already viewing me under a gaze of I can't stand this bitch on top of not liking this girl. She's fucking up X, Y, and Z. And it's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those situations where it's like, what the fuck is a girl to do? So I was talking to my therapist about ways to cope with this. Because I wanted to quit. I was like, bro, there's no way I can stay. Because I've quit a job before for the same reasons. Like, dog, once me and management kind of lose eye to eye, I'm out. And so I actually got a reading done with Bandis on top of just, like, my my appointment with my therapist. And it was just like, what in your situation, what is your gut telling you to do? And to be honest with you, my gut is like, girl, you're a fighter. And you ain't letting nobody run you up out of shit. I mean... So my opinion was don't quit because, I mean, you letting somebody else fuck up your back. We just talked about how difficult it is to, like, get, you know what I'm saying, get, get. And it's one person, one person. Now, mind you, she's a major player, but it's one person who feels adversely about me when I have the support of my direct, you know what I'm saying, my direct oversight and my sales team and and my direct, you know what I'm saying, the people who deal with me on a more individual, one-on-one, daily basis versus a woman who sees me, interacts with me very minuscule, very, very small ways, okay? Right. I have to keep that into perspective. Also, it ain't nothing for me to ignore you. It is literally nothing for me to sit here and not say shit to you. I can do that. We can play that game. Absolutely. So then I decided that this would be my last week. Now, in my environment, I can dress very casually to work. And I typically do. Like, I come to work. Literally, I have on joggers and a hoodie. I can go to work like that. We're going to start turning this shit up a little bit. Because I think a lot of it is also the reason why she feels like it's okay to treat me less than. is because I'm very, I dress very casually. She's always in a suit. It's always very highfalutin. Like, it just comes across like a lot. So I'm like, nah, nah, Saint. We gonna get this together. Alex, the business professional, the woman who had to walk into the casino every day, was in heels, a skirt, and a suit damn near every day. We finna start bringing that shit back because I need her to see me as a leader, and she does not. So we gotta turn some shit up for a minute. It's time to play ball. And my therapist basically said, play ball. You're not a quitter, and you're not gonna continue to run from things that the universe is trying to teach you. Sink your teeth in. I mean, that's bad. I mean, this is a test. It's a test, and sometimes you get tired of being tested. But it's also like the day that you get stopped being tested means you plateau. Right. So we're at a point where I'm being tested at work, and we finna sink our teeth in. I told myself that at the end of Friday, I have a specific goal and things that boom, 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 boom need to match up and add up. 
And that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. And then just be mindful about how. Not that I shouldn't speak up, but the how. Not that I shouldn't. It's, it's always tone. It's always tone. And I also have to recognize that, like, I come across aggressive. I am aggressive. And sometimes that aggression, passionate with me being a black woman, reads as aggression. And I, got, I have to be careful. That's yeah. it. Church announcements. Church announcements. So uh, first and foremost, as you are aware, are aware we on this 21-day challenge of Brian's Boot Camp. This actual episode is sponsored by Brian's Boot Camp. Um, and so this is where it's important to know that the pain you feel today will be strength you feel tomorrow. Because I'm sore already. Did my first workout last night it, uh, during lunch. It hurt. After this episode, I'm going to go work out again. Not looking forward to it, but I'm going to do it because I ain't no bitch. And I ain't going <laughs> to quit out. I ain't gonna quit out on day two of this motherfucker. So, yeah. So, um, shout out to Brian's Boot Camp um, as for everything. And we are continuing to update you while we go through this challenge. I don't know why we agreed to this. Um, I don't know either. <laughs> but we're here. Second church announcement. Um, Orange Hotel Cincinnati is coming um, the 13th of March. So, a week from this Friday, um, tickets are, are available. We actually have an opportunity to give away to win some tickets. Yes. T- tell me, tell me more about that. So, hi guys, it's your girl Ali Nicole, <laughs> and if you are listening to this, by the time this episode drops, we'll be a week away from Orange Soda. Okay. How do you want to win free tickets? And this is strategically placed at the end of the episode. Is that the first? What's your what's your, what's your favorite number? Twelve is the first number that came to mind. I don't want to give away that many tickets, Calvin. Uh, seven. Can we give away seven tickets? We can do whatever we want. You have to the first seven, first seven people to screenshot them listening to this episode of Shoot Your Shot. Episode one fifteen. Episode one fifteen of Shoot Your Shot. You must tag Shoot Your Shot podcast, Ali Nicole and C Diddy five one three in this post in order to qualify. Okay, for your ticket. Once you are, once we have reached seven people, we'll consider it. We might be feeling generous on Friday. We'll we'll, we'll go to seven and the first seven people, and and after seven. Yes. We'll 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 we'll, we'll reevaluate. We'll reevaluate because we love y'all, and also we brag about orange soda. We want to give everybody an opportunity to experience it if possible. You know, twin is coming. Oh shit! She coming outside. She's coming outside. Hey, um, we got some of the people hit me up. They they traveling down to anyone for this. It's gonna be. It's gonna a- be- allegedly, apparently, I need to find like space in my house for people to stay. I don't have a listen. Fan, someone asked me, if, I was like, for a couch bed, and I was like, I mean, technically you can have a couch, but like, I'm gonna have a bed and I'm probably gonna be occupied. So, yeah, you may not want to stay with me. <laughs> also, my, me and Talisha are putting our, it makes sense for me and her to throw our birthdays together. Our, she's on the second, I'm on the third of April. So, Red's opening day that weekend from Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. me and Telly have birthday plans, okay? I think we're going to do something, certain things together. We're going to do certain things separate for like just in respects to each individual friend group. Yes. And so um, that Thursday, March 26th, we will be at Red's opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just going to have people. This is stupid. I think I'm going to cook brunch at my house on the 26th 
like get a breakfast kind of spread going okay. because I live the closest to, between me and Telly, but I have more space than Telly. Right. So cook brunch at my house on the 26th that morning. Okay. Folks get to my house. We eat so that we have something on our stomach. Okay. We go down and we do Red's opening day things. We Uber down. Everybody could just park at my house. Okay. We Uber down. That Friday and Saturday, we don't have a set itinerary quite yet. I'm going to run. I'm going to hide. <laughs> Friday morning, I guarantee, because my boyfriend will be in town. I'm going to be KO'd. Like, I'm going to be asleep. I'm sleeping in. My, I'll be on Do Not Disturb. All that good shit. Um, Saturday morning, um, haven't decided what I'm doing. I haven't decided what we're doing Saturday, Friday and Saturday. But Sunday, guys, this is your fair warning. You have a couple weeks. I will be, I am not working brunch March 29th. Don't ask. However, pull up on me. Buy me birthday shots. Bitch, I'm a thought. Give me lit. Real quick one time. <laughs> Whew. Real quick one time. Okay? That's all I'm asking. Man. Um, so, also, the Green Mile Bar Crawl. Is, the very next day. Is, is the 14th of, of March. We are going to be dead okay so i'm not gonna make it we have a green mob bar crawl 14th of march so for all of those who could not make orange soda and you're more of a daytime drinker the green miles for you we are currently plotting the route as we speak we're going to a, we're trying to go to a, a new bar too are we getting new hoodies this year yeah it's, 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 all the all the designs are already up on um on up so yeah go Calvin. <laughs> no i'm broke <laughs> i need a hoodie buy one <laughs> i will buy one but I, i'm like niggas no i need a hoodie i didn't get a hoodie last year and i was hurt the the, the uh the link is up now um the quicker you purchase it the, it gets shipped directly to you okay um also last church announcement um shout out to the what we talking about podcast uh they have their second anniversary yep. live show it's in april 11th if i'm not mistaken april 11th I mean, oh, so that's the saturday before easter Yes. From what I'm, okay, so April eleventh. I don't know if I'm gonna be there because so I, so I am not going to tell niggas. No, I think it's a Friday. I think it's on. A, if I'm not mistaken, it might be a Thursday. If I, I gotta check the date again, guys. Hold me to it. We will get you the date by next time we record. But yeah, I think it's on a Thursday because doors open up at eight. I was like, I don't know my schedule at that point, so I don't want to commit to something and then be like, ah, sight, just kidding. But um, shout out to them. They've always shown love to us, and we we always appreciate them and their platform. So we wanted to make sure we show love to them. Um, any other church announcements? No, y'all. I'm going to leave y'all with a positive note. Um, we had some people, we had a question for day. It was like, who's bring, what, what do we want to bring back from the 2000s? In honor of Orange Soda and kind of like the Oh, yeah, vibe. shit. Calvin, how we forget about the question today? I don't know how you forgot. I, for, I remembered. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so I'm just going to run through some things. Um, somebody said they want to bring back the Chingy Dance. Child. Um, they want to bring back relatives giving you money when they come visit. Why did that stop? Because I turned 25. Okay. Um, house I need that little $40 now Listen, more than ever, okay? Honestly, that's a bill. Um, music, uh, house parties, um, every single dance that was created in the 2000s. My nigga want to crank that Batman. Oh, my God. <laughs> crank, that, crank that SpongeBob. Actually, crank that Batman was live. That might be the best crank that. Actually. <laughs> um, I can actually still do it. I can't. Um, bringing back Chappelle's show. 
uh, headbands. We couldn't bring back Chappelle Show in 2020. Hell no. Nah. Chappelle Show would get canceled with the first episode. The first episode, man, Clayton Bigsby. You think that shit's flying in 2020? No. Uh, so I'll run through these. Black Planet. <laughs> that, I wasn't outside for Black Planet. I wasn't outside for Black Planet either. <laughs> um, the T-Mobile sidekick. No, I think the most the most uh, notorious phone ever. Nokia 6010. Oh, the brick? The brick. Or, remember the Motorola um, Razor? Where you could like just clip the first flip phone was like. You, yes. I could hang up on you in real Banging life. Banging on niggas is my favorite. Ringtones. Niggas don't use ringtones no more. I know, but like, I used to love ringtones. I used to love ringtones. Cashing out your mama's little, your mama's little nope. money. Uh-uh. I had um, iWireless, and I figured out how to make my own ringtones. Thank you very much. <laughs> you, just... you used to do something strange from the room for the fucking minute cards, dog. Man. We used to do some strange I remember, shit. I remember, I remember I had a little baby at Avondale who used to scam me out of minute cards, bro. <laughs> I was a little baby who used to scam niggas out of minute cards. My favorite. Bro, I remember the day I bought my first $20 minute card. You couldn't tell me shit. Fam, hey, don't call me. My my minutes ain't free till after nine. My minutes are not free. And text was like fifty cent a text, like nigga. Uh, uh-uh, I had a limited text. I think it started off as it was a limit after nine. I think for me. Yeah, but calls were free after nine. Like nigga, if you calling me before nine, it better be life or Bro, death. I'm gonna call you right back, dog. No. Remember house well, phones? My mama didn't care about none of that shit. If my mama called that phone, you better answer that shit. She didn't care. <laughs> you you remember? like house phones and having to like call and hope that like the parents weren't on the line i remember the one time i was on three-way with my little boyfriend at the time and his friend and then i had three-wayed my girlfriend right and so we were literally a a party line right (laughs) or the time where like you were on the phone with someone else and you needed somebody to call you real quick but you didn't want the phone to ring so you sat on the phone with them until like so the other person could call in so the phone wouldn't ring you clicked over or Listen, my favorite was, A, I'm finna three-way you in and don't say shit. My favorite. Niggas used to get caught up all the time on the three-way call. Listen. Get, get caught dry snitching and all you hear is like, wow, really? You're like, where the fuck? Where the fuck this voice come from? So, uh, yeah, you have to be careful. Can we bring back 2000s gas prices? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can, friend. Um, On a positive note, so Mercury is in retrograde and we are literally she goes direct on the fourth, so tomorrow. And then we'll start on the other side for the rest of the month. We'll start getting into the other side of this. My point is that the other side of this is that there is healing, right? Mercury stops running amok. Okay. The energy kind of levels out for a minute and you have an opportunity to catch your breath. In this time, I when things in my life go haywire. Uh, my space is filthy. I need to clean my house. I'll be honest. I need to do my laundry. Um, I'm unorganized. I'm scatterbrained. I'm tired. It's just a very bad time to start anything new for me, right? Um, and this once once we get out of this this craziness that retrograde has brought us, I'm a big about journaling, and I've chronicled like what I've been going through, my mental, the times I've cried, those little things. Get back to center. Clean up your house. Take your garbage out. Change your sheets. Buy new sheets. When's the last time you bought new sheets? Buy new pillows. Refresh your space. Also, daylight savings is this weekend. So this is a really, really good time to freshen up the house, 
we've had 50 degree weather for the past two days crack that window a little bit crank down the heat get you some fresh air when it's sunny outside take a walk take the longer way home get get you some vitamin d vitamin c refresh and recharge that battery all humans are plants with brains we need to be watered and nurtured in the same way just plants with more complicated feelings exactly that's it so get you some sun get you some water clean up your space your environment and return to center. That's my positive note. Um, I think for me, I know I've been tired, struggling lately. Um, your purpose is still your purpose, no matter how you feel. Um, understand that what is for you can be is always going to be for you, and only you can knock yourself off your pivot. Be blessed. Be black. Be great. It's your girl Ali Nicole. It's your boy C D D. We are out. Peace. Peace. Baby, I'm a I'm going to stop my spot, you caught a vibe.